and welcome to Pali, the Hindu's weekly discussion podcast. I am Sonam Segal and it is my pleasure to invite Mr. Akash Neel Das Gupta, the Chief Creative Officer at Network Advertising and Advocate Anushri Rata, a partner heading the media and entertainment practice at A&M Globe. Mr. Das Gupta is an alumnus of the reputed Mudra Institute of Communication Ahmedabad and has worked with ad agencies like DDB, Mudra, Lowlintas and ADK Fortune. Advocate Rata is a pass out from ILS Law College Pune and has worked with leading OTT platforms, talent management companies and celebrities across the country. I thank you both for joining me today. Our topic is should brand ambassadors be held responsible for claims in an advertisement now according to a report released by adex india a division of tam media research in march 2022 celebrity endorsements saw a 44% rise in 2021 as opposed to the year 2020 so then if i may ask you mr das gupta why do companies hire brand ambassadors for a product or a service hi sonam so there are all kinds of reasons equally right equally wrong so certain brand endorsements happen because of the right reasons where there is a certain fit with the brand or there is a certain uh, you know communication objective or a business objective to solve where a certain celeb comes in uh, i mean very beautifully and you know brings in that trust or credibility that they are seeking but a lot of times the the endorsement is also for the wrong reasons in most of the categories that we see today uh, there is parity actually there is nothing new to say i mean for quite a few i mean mature categories which have high penetration established brands there are very less things to you know differentiate so they have almost reached a parity stage so a lot of times clients uh, use celebrities as you know kind of identifiers that okay that's what differentiates my brand from the other because i have x celebrity and at times it's it's absolutely lazy you know it's just absolutely lazy marketing when you don't have an idea you just take a face and you kind of sit back and believe that this is going to do a job you know and at times it's even redundant like you know taking a celeb really doesn't serve solve the purpose so it's it's all kinds for the right and wrong reasons so it depends on you know particular cases okay and what do you say ms rauta so uh, sonanti we stay in a country you know where people worship a certain celebrities it's a cinema and cricket loving nation so if you see a lot of brands these days have either actors or cricketers as their brand endorsers what i feel is and like rightly pointed out by mr das gupta it at times adds to the credibility of the brand and it's the trust which people repose in some of these celebrities which kind of passes on to the image of the brand so i would say it impacts the buyers purchasing decisions uh, because of the celebrity's authority or relationship with the audience okay talking about the recent guidelines that the central consumer protection authority have notified on the prevention of misleading ads and endorsements for misleading ads what onus do you think this brings on those who endorse the products so that's what you like to go Yeah sure see i think again sonam it's a very individual decision and uh, i know i have worked with uh, in my career maybe more than maybe 50 60 or celebs even more maybe but it's it's a it's a very personal decision i know certain celebs who do the due diligence who are very careful before you know they they endorse a product or a brand and uh, they they have legal teams themselves who do a full check of things 
and then i i see sellers who are like equally uninterested in you know exactly what the brand is or the product is it's just about you know the money they're making from the endorsement so there are all kinds you know but i think these guidelines are good they're new but i don't think so in the real world it's just going to you know make so much of a difference because the amount or the penalty is so less you know it doesn't really matter to them you know even if i mean even a 10 lakh penalty is nothing for them if you have a 4 crore deal and if you have to give out 10 lakhs of that i mean i mean it should have been far more and, and couldn't be monetary penalty only because that 10 lakhs they will also take from the client so i don't think so monetary penalty is uh, going to solve this issue you know there has to be some other yardsticks of accountability or punishment that's interesting because uh, you know the rules do ensure that they pay a fine so according to you the sum the amount is not something that will make the brand ambassadors really conscious of what they're doing so then what would you suggest should be the punishment it has to be non monetary as simple as that because 10 lakhs is, is hardly an amount for them you know Okay are you suggesting any sort of a criminal liability or a civil defamation suit or anything on those lines Yes for sure because you know uh, at times uh, you know I mean it's it's the stories are too hard to believe that uh, if you I won't take names but I'm gone record to say about all these surrogate advertising that happens for Gutkas right like all of them very they were very well aware that you know finally this brand is a Gutka brand in right. the name of Vilaichi in the name of this they keep on endorsing but i mean i mean come on are we kids they have yeah. uh, legal teams they have a, i mean a full uh, management team the agency who manages them there are so many people to do that due diligence right so these are conscious decisions and you know and they're getting away very easily with a public apology but right. after the public apology is the, is the ad being taken out of air no it's still playing right i think it's the monetary penalties are actually too less and too little you know You spoke about due diligence. I'll come yeah. to that, Mr. Rata. If you would like to comment on the new guidelines, and is it appropriate for them to put the onus that they are on those who are endorsing the products? Sure. So, so now I have a slightly different view from Mr. Das Gupta here. Firstly, as far as penalties are concerned, I think this was like well thought about, and initially before the 2019 Act came into place. there was a provision which had contemplated you know imprisonment as well as an option but the legislature uh, rightly deleted that and imposed only a fine the quantum of the fine is something which is debatable but whether there should be a harsh punishment in the form of um, imprisonment or criminal liability is something which you know a service pro- at the end of the day an endorser is a service provider right yes they do have responsibilities being you know the kind of impact they have on the audience but at the end of the day it's it's not um, i mean it's not solely on them they they wouldn't have the technical knowledge to verify the products and that is why i think these guidelines which have now come earlier even though ascii guidelines provided something similar in terms of the due diligence exercise to be carried out by the celebrities but now it's come out as an obligation on them so now there's an obligation that uh, the celebrities would require to reflect their genuine or their current opinion Uh, and you know to disclose any connection which they have with the brand these have now come as an obligation on them what i see it is uh, the this will uh, definitely you know increase instances where uh, they may need to take some technical advice they may need to avail services like those of ascii which provide you know certain such services where they have a team of uh, dedicated technical experts to uh, verify whether the endorsements are uh, substantiated or not So I think there will be an increase in uh, in transparency and more responsible advertising. Okay, and what about uh, the punishment? 
do you think that it's all right to uh, sort of impose this kind of a responsibility and uh, basically a punitive action so a punitive action in my mind uh, see it's not just about the punitive action right there is uh, for any um, subsequent offenses there is also a penalty in terms of the celebrity not being able to endorse for a certain period which may you know extend and it's it's also uh, once you're not permitted to endorse certain products it's also a reputation loss and for a celebrity i think that would be a far far great punishment to be not being able to endorse products it would impact their celebrity status so it's not just the monetary punishment which which is there in under section 21 of the consumer protection act but i would actually uh, sorry i'm coming in sonam i'll completely no, no. agree with anushri on this point because i think this should be a punishment which will work not a monetary thing which is too less you know i think uh, i mean damage to their reputation and in a way prohibiting them from endorsement for a period is actually the punishment that that works for them but do we have a regulation in place to ensure that this sort of takes place or will we need one uh this is already there uh, in the consumer protection act uh, sonam so then why why then you know you spoke about the advertising standards council of india and the consumer protection act why then do you think we still need the new rules how are they any different what are the new additions sure so like i said in terms of endorsers earlier the uh, section 21 which is there under the consumer protection act it had provided that uh, no endorser will be liable for any of these penalties if they have exercised due diligence to verify the veracity of the claims in the advertisements which they make which they endorse right i mean this was by way of this was not an obligation on them but it just said that if you avail this due diligence exercise or, or if you conduct a due diligence exercise then you won't be uh, liable for any of these penalties now they are putting it as an onerous as an obligation on them to do the due diligence and to uh, make the disclosure of their you know any material connection with the brand so it's now come in as an obligation uh, this was not there earlier as a statutory obligation now it's come as a statutory obligation i see anything other than this this is asgupta what so now actually it's it's very difficult to define because again what's misleading what's an over claim you see a lot of things are in the gray area because a lot of times your promises see there are all different cases you know not being aware of a surrogate is a very different thing and that's a little hard to believe that you're not aware of you know what actually this brand stands for so that is a very different aspect from like for example some thing says that it makes your child stronger it makes your child taller or it makes your child it gives that much of vitamin c so a lot of things are intangibles in advertising so yes it does but to what extent nobody can say that you know in that case uh, like 80% of advertising actually lies in gray areas when it comes to the claims so it's very difficult for a seller to kind of verify that claim or not he could do his diligence but then i mean even the client can't verify those claim exactly you know that that's in the gray area but cases are different like for example supporting surrogates or you know standing for a client or a brand which actually is trying to cheat people is very different thing from uh, whether they can substantiate the claims or not because there are certain claims that that are intangible you know that makes you emotionally more connected with the brand of course it can I mean there's no way to measure those things so there are two different things that we are talking about you know and a lot of it is uh, in the gray so just for our uh, listeners if you can explain you know you you're talking about surrogate advertising if you can just explain it in a in a layman's language what exactly sure like for example um, surrogate uh, advertising is essentially advertising which you do- can't do for the key product like a brand can stand for many products right like a brand begins with for example 
there was, uh, if I take an example, there was, and I won't take an Indian examples, there was a brand called Caterpillar, which was into heavy earth equipment. Then basis the toughness that, uh, you know, was their core, they ventured into luggage, they ventured into shoes, they ventured into even cell phones, you know, just extending the brand in different categories. Similarly, if you see, there are many things that, that a brand does, you know, it stands for many, makes kind of many, many products. But then what happens is a lot of times it's a natural brand extension. And at times, you just extend it to, you know, an alcohol brand, extending it to golf balls or playing cards or, you know, music cassettes and CDs, all of that just in order to talk about the brand, which they otherwise can't do because alcohol advertising is banned in mass media. But everyone knows that, you know, such things either don't exist or there is very limited. It doesn't even get 0.5% of the revenue for that brand. So that's in a way trying to, you know, be on air and in, in a way it's cheating people. And if a celebrity... I'm very sure knows that so-and-so alcohol brand or so-and-so, you know, tobacco brand stands like 99.9% of the revenues actually come from, you know, the, the key product that they make, which is either the gutka or the, or the alcohol. But they would endorse the brand saying that, oh, I'm endorsing playing cards or I'm endorsing Elaichi. But, you know, I mean, I mean, people aren't fools. But that's what is happening, you know. So they kind of try to justify it to themselves saying that, okay, I've not endorsed tobacco, but who are they trying to fool, you know? I think it's, it's it's an ethical case more than diligence. Yeah, coming to that, you, you yeah. both have spoken about due diligence. Now, I would really want you both to break that down in terms of, uh, you know, what sort of uh, liability or responsibility does that put on those who are endorsing the product? What so, you see, there are, there are certain, I mean, in terms of numbers, there is uh, there are certain guidelines, uh, you know, and I've also handled alcohol brands and who do surrogate advertising. But there are certain guidelines put uh, by the industry on, on these people. So they need to have a certain amount of revenue, a certain minimum revenue, a certain minimum distribution for those uh, surrogate products. Like somebody is you know, advertising through soda or somebody is advertising through bottled water. So you need that much turnover for the bottled water or, or the soda distributed in as many you know, shops. Like there has to be a minimum. There are some figures like it has to be distributed across maybe at least 10,000 outlets or should do a turnover of a certain crores, you know, for, for it to be advertised as surrogate. But uh, in terms of uh, celebrities, whether they could advertise the surrogate, I mean, there aren't any key rules to that, you know. Uh, Mr. Rata? Yeah, so as far as due diligence is concerned, there would be like various aspects to it, right? One is, of course, the technical information and the other is the experience which the celebrities themselves may have um, with the goods which they are endorsing. As far as technical information is concerned, obviously, they would not be equipped to do it on their own. It will be something which they will have to outsource it. Either they, uh, they would require the brand to submit certain reports and they would get it verified. Or they would, like I said, there is a service which ASCII themselves provide, which is um, for endorsers, uh, where their own team of experts carry out these exercises and give their own report. They could either, you know, avail their due diligence exercise by doing such activities. So that is one way. And of course, the second is in terms of their experience with the products and goods. I don't know how this will pan out because not all celebrities may be really, you know, comfortable or really be using those particular products which they are endorsing. So it would have to be seen whether they now they'll be a little more cautious in, in terms of what products they choose to endorse. Because um, from a liability perspective, I'm sure the brands would uh, require them to give an undertaking that they have utilized the products and they affirm what they are endorsing. So speaking of which, do any, you know, celebs ensure that there is a clause in their contract that does not bring in any responsibility on them in case there ends up being a false claim? 
Definitely. Yes, certain people do. Certain people do. I mean, most of them do this time these days because most of them are handled through a celebrity management agency. So at least they ensure that these clauses are there. Okay, and so if uh, I mean, is it like a standard clause, or do they ensure something very specific depending so, on what they are endorsing? Yeah, so Sonam, this would uh, really you know depend upon the uh, the kind of products or the services which are being endorsed. There would definitely in um, if you know the the celebrity has a, a good legal representation, they would definitely add clauses uh, in the representations and warranties and the indemnity indemnifications which are taken to ensure that whatever statements they are made to say are uh, verified uh, there's no false statement which the brand is asking the celebrity uh, to make uh, sometimes uh, um, i mean it depends upon uh, the bargaining power but there are certain creative controls also that certain celebrities would want to take it it all depends i mean they would uh, they may want to get the storyboard verified uh, at the scripting level itself so these kind of clauses are typically there in all brand endorsement agreements where representations and warranties are taken from the brands and any indemnification for any claims are mentioned i see so having said that is there any way to ensure that celebrities do not endorse a misleading ad of course i mean one can of course take all these steps in terms of uh, mitigating the risks but uh, the celebrities will have to be more vigilant and responsible while endorsing the brands so, and uh, selecting the products they want to endorse especially when certain claims are being made due diligence exercise and all should be carried i think that's one way of uh, reducing the amount of misleading advertisements which are being aired mr das gupta see actually everything i think all the guardrails are in place but like everything else it's how much of it is actually followed so actually there's a very different uh, aspect and a very different side of it you'd see when you actually deal with these issues and in these cases versus what's the, the right and the legal way because anushri i completely agree with you but in you know in fact uh, there have been personal cases where you know a certain celebrity would have worked on a on a surrogate brand and in fact they only find ways how to you know get away and how in fact to justify that they were not wrong so i think it's it's a completely a personal ethic and the other issue is that if they are too hard on these things i mean because a lot of times there is no fit and you know i mean you can take any celeb for that matter so they don't feel like missing out so if somebody says no and puts too many tough clauses or says i won't do surrogate the other person will do it so a lot of times they don't want to miss out right okay last question in uh, yeah. feb 2021 the ministry of information and broadcasting informed lok sabha that between the year 2017 and 2020 there were more than 12000 complaints that were received by the department of consumer affairs on misleading advertisements so what do you have to say on that also i need both of you to define what is a misleading advertisement for our listeners sure so sonam as far as what a misleading advertisement is concerned that's again you know uh, defined under the statute uh, to put it in simple words it is something which where there's no false description Uh, made of any product or service, or there shouldn't be any false guarantee uh, being given. There shouldn't it shouldn't constitute as what is called as an unfair trade practice. I think, especially during COVID, a lot of advertisements came which made certain claims of uh, curing COVID. I think that kind of triggered a lot of uh, these legislative decisions which have come into place, and uh, it was it was important for the consumers as well. But yeah, I mean, a, a misleading advertisement is something where you know false claims are made without any substantiation, without any scientific verification and what would you like to say on the number of complaints that have been received more than 12000 in 4 years so now actually a few of them quite a few of them would be genuine 
but uh, you know what uh, india is you know as a country and like if you see people being trolled brands are trolled a lot of it is also exaggerated you know i mean it's just because they want to do right something about the brand they wrote so yeah out of the 12000 we have to take it with a pinch of salt not all of them are genuine but yes there are many many uh, genuine complaints that come in and uh, again i mean it's because uh, you know most of the promises are intangibles and they lie in that gray area because of it you know we can see it two ways and of course people can always you know come and say that you know that's not delivered that's misleading but yeah i mean it's not that all 12000 of them are genuine i mean the complaints right. so what then is your final answer to should brand ambassadors be held responsible for claims in an advertisement uh if you ask me absolutely i mean this thing should be stringent and monetary punishment shouldn't be the uh, i mean see they need to separate the two you can't paint it with the same brush uh, surrogate right. advertising is a very different thing from misleading claims mm-hmm. you know because in misleading claims uh, at times if uh, i would put myself with a celebrity there's no way to determine whether the claim is misleading or not because like i said a lot of things are intangible you can't really measure it like a certain cement gives more life than the other cement nobody can measure that you know even in advertising right. so though i mean if it's a it's a completely safer i mean it's a claim which is extremely tangible like you are saying this lasts five time more than the other one of course there has to be proof but then if it's in the gray zone you really can't prove it but i think surrogate advertising is a completely different uh, ball game and uh, there should be a different mandates and there should be different uh, set of rules you know that uh, i advocate for you know surrogate advertising that doesn't come under misleading that is wrong by design and mitrata so in my view the act already provides for sufficient penalty and i think it was deliberated and uh, rightly built in of course celebrities uh, need to take some responsibility they cannot shove off completely from the responsibility Uh, but the statute right now the way it is currently worded i think adequately covers it whether these guidelines were required to be there or not is questionable in my view it you know the the ascii guidelines were already there in place maybe yeah. this additional onus which um, which has been put now it will have to be seen whether there is any reduction in the misleading advertisements or not following you know these new set of guidelines right great thank you both of you for taking out time and talking to me i really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.